to the Geek Alert, brought to you by the Girls of Geek. I am the borrowed host this week. I'm Josh from the Points of Interest Podcast Network. And with me, starting to my left, actually, we'll go across the room and start with the ladies, because that's what you're supposed to do. Over there is Shay. Say hello. And over to my left is Scotty. Oh, yeah. What's up? And over to my right is the man behind the website of the Girls of Geek, John. I don't know about the man behind the website, but... That sounds weird when you say it like that, and then we say Girls a Geek, so that's why we're going to change the name, because that's kind of embarrassing now. Well, you know, it, it's the evolution of websites and podcasts as they go, so, you know, name changes are a thing. They happen. There's a, there's a, a podcast on my website, or my network, that has changed names about six or seven different times. So That's quite a few. Yeah, just a bit. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, so, what have you guys been up to? I have not been on this podcast in probably six months or so. So, and now I'm hosting it for some reason. So, what's up? Well, I mean, we haven't done it in a while. First and foremost, so welcome back to everyone out there. We uh, we've been on quite the bit of hiatus. Actually, I guess it probably is a good time before we get into the meat and potatoes to bring everyone up to speed. Um, we're in the middle of rebranding. So, I made mention of the fact that the name is going to change. We're getting close to completing that and. We've been working very hard on reformatting and retooling this show because uh, we heard you guys' feedback. You wanted us a little something a little different out of us, and that's what we're going to bring you tonight. So that's been, at least on my end, getting ready for the rebrand. Um, I don't know what Shay's been up to lately. Uh, I don't know. I just got out of rehab. So it turns out if you kill people, they don't send you to jail anymore. You just go to murder rehab. Uh, no, no, settling into my new place, all of that fun stuff, uh, Got to move a bit ago, which was pretty fun and exciting. I liked it. Moving sucks. It does. Like you could you could put you know a shiny you know coat of paint on your your words, but moving still sucks. Well, but I did get to count my pop figures and realize I have like eighty one of them. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot. You're going to get a hundred. <sighs> it's gonna happen. You're gonna have to like build a, a shelf space in your place. You know, to, to display all these, or maybe just get like a big, like an old crystal showcase, you know, that you put all your crystal figurines in. That might actually be happening. <clears throat> uh, I do have one full bookshelf dedicated to them. They've taken over a second bookshelf, uh, an entire wall stand thing, and part of my bathroom. So it's getting a little ridiculous. Not to mention the two I have on my purse right now. On your purse or in your purse? On. Yeah, no, I have I have Sam and the Doctor, so awesome. Yeah, that's what I've been up to collecting pop figures. Hey, hey that's a thing. What about you, Scotty? Oh, uh, you know, just sticking around, trying to be nice and quiet. Uh, talking with my gnomes a lot recently. They have some good insight on what the future might hold and if I'm going to be in a garden or not anytime soon. You know, just the normal stuff that Scotty does. You just spoke about yourself in the third person. I always do. Okay. It's true. He does. Burn it all. <laughs> so we are all here to kind of revamp this podcast. And uh, our topic tonight is going to be the uh, dismantling or disarray of the DC TV universe. Or are we doing movie? Universe? I think really, actually, well. no, more so the movies. Because okay. the TV seems, outside of the waiting for the renewal of Supergirl, which is still kind of up in the air with CBS, um, that seems to be doing healthy. But there's, there seems to be trouble in paradise for the movies right now. That's for sure. Well, I, I, I heard recently that uh, somebody, uh, the director for The Flash, left. He did. So um, I guess, yeah, to bring it up to speed then, obviously, Batman vs. Superman hit, and financially it did very well in its first weekend. 
but dropped 63% in its second weekend, which is Ouch. never a good sign for uh, a blockbuster, a mega blockbuster that it was designed to be. Obviously, the fans, for the most part, did not like the film. Seems the consensus was that it was just not a great movie. Um, the Flash's director did indeed walk recently, so they'll use his script, but they won't have him behind the camera. Uh, right now, I hear rumors that James Wan is planning on leaving the Aquaman director's chair, and of course, Zack Snyder right now is having some battles with uh, WB executives over the upcoming Justice League film. So there's definitely some some concerns for the DC film universe. Well, do you think that DC can even pull off a blockbuster movie anymore, or could they ever? Oh God. Okay. Um. No. I know this sounds so terrible because I really liked Batman vs. Superman. I love the Batman movies. I just, I don't think they're ever going to hit what Marvel has cinematically. They're great at TV shows. DC has done killer on TV and they really do a lot of animated movie releases. But that being said, I personally don't see it being film awesome oscar worthy material and wavies well i mean are, is any superhero movie going to win an oscar i mean really well dark knight did um and it wasn't nominated for best picture but heath ledger did walk away with best supporting oh, actor for the joker what did he call that posthumously i believe yeah humorously, humorously? posthumously i don't i don't know we're slaughtering the world or the word in this case, and the words too in general. <laughs> well, so there we well, go. We're, we're slaughtering, <laughs> slaughtering the world in a whole different way. But. <laughs> uh, no, and, and Heath Ledger did get the Oscar for that, and he should have. He gave a really good performance, and it's it's tragic that we lost a wonderful actor. Um, I just I don't know. I, no, maybe they won't ever be Oscar worthy. I just don't see DC ever hitting uh, how Marvel has. No, and that's going to be really difficult for DC because they try to play with more of the darkness aspect of the comics. One thing that Marvel has gotten right over the years is that they come out and, you know, they have their seriousness, but still they have a ton of humor in their films. Their TV shows on Netflix are completely different than that. And I think that's kind of what DC saw, like the success of Daredevil, the success of Jessica Jones saying, hey, this is what the fans want because they're watching it. They've got the best numbers on any somewhat pseudo-cable outlet. And, you know, that obviously it's what the people want to see. They put it on the big screen. People don't want to see it that way. Well, I mean, it, the, the, <clears throat> the depth of, of TV and the world of TV has changed so much in the last 30 years that we went from 22 episodes a season down to we're, we're eight or 12 and they take a six month hiatus mm -hmm. or they dump everything on a, a streaming service and put the entire season on at once. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that makes it the, the entire way people watch TV is totally different. Now TV used to be an appointment type of thing. You had to be home at five o'clock to watch 60 minutes or whatever. Well, even your DVRs have, I mean, changed that up. There's been, I don't know how many times that I've missed a show on its air date, but watched it the next day because it's just there, ready to it's go. There. But DC hasn't put out a show like that. They're still putting out episodic, you know, 22 
episode seasons. So I guess that, that begets the question that if, if, if it seems like there's trouble in paradise and obviously if directors are leaving their projects or battling with the executives, something is obviously not clicking. And I, I unfortunately don't know if it's, is it the humor that D, that Warner Brothers is not happy with? Is it the direction it's going? And that's what we don't know yet, unfortunately. Um, but I guess that's the question we should probably geekily try to answer this evening is what does DC need to do in order to finally win over the fans? Because let's be honest, everybody wanted to see Batman versus Superman because that's one of the best storylines there is when those two take, take on one another. Um, what's the problem? That's what I don't understand is fans got what they wanted. I still haven't seen it. And the reviews itself made me not want to go see it. I'll just wait till it's on TV at this point. Never read the reviews. <laughs> well, I mean, no, you should Unless never. it's Shay's review. Unless it's my review. And Unless then it's read Shay's all review. the reviews. Then you should see everything that she, she reviews. But I, I just, I haven't had the desire to go see it. There, there's something about that, that. It's not that that story isn't interesting, because it is. But, I don't know, DC's just kind of burned me on the movie, the movie front. You know, I was a bit, I, I loved Superman Returns because I was smart enough to realize that it was a sequel to Superman 2. You would also be in the minority for that too, though, because that's another know. poorly reviewed Superman film. And, oh, of course. And that's just... Well, and I thought that was going to be the death of Superman, and I was very surprised to see uh, Man of Steel come out within mm-hmm. five years after that because they're going to try to reboot a story that they already did a reboot on that didn't succeed. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a, a origin scene in Batman vs. Superman, is there not? For Batman? There is, and I am going to be completely honest with this. I am so tired of the origin stories being constantly rehashed. I did enjoy Man of Steel. I really did like Batman vs. Superman. We know how they got their powers or became the heroes that they are. Why do we constantly have to bring it up? I totally agree, but it, I think they do that because... The, there, there's always new fans coming in, and I can't. I, I don't understand how you could be alive and not know where Superman came from. Where did Superman come from? Uh, like a box world? or something? Brooklyn. <laughs> Joel Schuster's head. <laughs> Dad was a paper boy. I got nothing. Um, <laughs> no, I mean that's that's a fair point, and and that's. I don't know. See, that makes it very, that's a very good question, too, because at this point in cinema and how accessible everything is via home video, via streaming, um, the fact that you can download comics onto your iPad now, um, as I do with The Walking Dead on a pretty regular basis, how do you, yeah, how do you not know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's all pretty prevalent. And I've always kind of been a proponent of I'm okay with remakes and reboots because they do bring in new fans who want to go back and see it. But on the same token, if they go back and see it, they're going to have the origin story. So if Man of Steel got, you know, an eight-year-old kid to go have, uh, to help his, help convince his dad to go pick up Superman the movie, he's going to get the origin story. It's still the same piece. Um, and I guess the same plot, you know, some with Dark Knight where they got somebody into Batman, they can go watch the 1966 Batman and get the origin story, right, Shay? No, at this point in 2016, I don't care if you are four, I don't care if you're... 54 or 84, if you do not know how Bruce Wayne became Batman, stop, get out of the fandom. Just just leave. Well, okay, <laughs> so let's throw this in the mix. DC can can do animated movies really well. Mm-hmm. Should they just... They release them by the ton. 
Should they just not do live action? I just don't know if DC's heroes translate into film. Well, I mean, DC, most of DC's superheroes are godlike. Yeah. Almost. I mean, there's no, that's a really good point, actually. There's a lot of that as well in Marvel. Right, but fair. Your your big what four in DC are godlike. Yeah, from different planets, able yeah. to destroy cities. Yeah, just by that's looking exactly at right. Them. It's it's harder for the fans to identify with them. But I don't know why that doesn't translate a little bit better for their live action, because you know in Batman versus Superman, spoilers for Josh here. It's, I'm I'm okay. not going to remember. <laughs> But, I mean, you have the god Superman on Earth, and he's trying to be a human during this time frame. What he finds out is that with the birth of social media, that everybody has a voice, and everybody's voice is against him. And he became a little bitch boy. So, <laughs> Please, just don't like it is. <laughs> that's, that's what happened I mean, in the story. Was, oh my god, I'm so depressed. Why doesn't anybody like me? I'm trying to make the world better. Because Batman is better. Because Team Batman, Batman is the bomb. But you know, I, I appreciated the fact that DC tried at least to get into that kind of arena. Because, oddly enough, it was very to the times because we tend to vilify our heroes now anyways. There's always something wrong with them or we need something wrong with them or they've done something that we want to chase after. Um, and who better, quite frankly, than an invincible alien from another world that Simply cannot be stopped. But at the same time, I don't know if maybe Batman vs. Superman problem was to try to do too much. That it really wanted to get this particular thing for Superman and this particular thing for Batman. Because um, it did take some serious risks with being super dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was the first insanely murdery Batman that I've seen on film. And I loved um, it. I'm not saying I didn't appreciate it because it worked for who would have thought Ben Affleck would be a cool serial killer Superhero, um, because he was. He was but not a serial killer. He put a guy's head through a wall. He didn't plan to do it. It just he didn't happen. Wow, that's a new one. Apparently, oh, I just accidentally jammed your skull yes. through a wall. That's Oops. my that, bad. That does not make him a serial killer. That's just a hazard he, of being a henchman. That was 12 guys in a row. Well, they had it coming. They all died. It's they not like. It's not like Batman sat out to murder these people individually for a reason. They were at the wrong place at the wrong time, and they probably had it coming because they were the bad guys. Yeah, you don't <laughs> mess with Batman when he's in a bad up rage. You just shouldn't Sorry. mess with Batman. Yeah. yeah. Well, and maybe, actually, maybe this brings up a good point. Maybe the problem with the DC film universe is that they keep trying to tweak the characters because for the longest time, what have we seen of Batman in film? He is... Dark and tortured, but he is always noble, and he will not cross that line of taking a life. Um, yet, in this movie, murder here, murder there, um, <laughs> murder everywhere. But he also, but same thing happens for Superman. There are a lot of fans up in arms about Man of Steel and the fact that he killed General Zod, which, ironically enough, he does in the comics because he has no other choice. It's either kill Zod or see the end of well, mankind. See, that's that's been a long time argument since the movie came out, and I've always been. On the camp of, yeah, he may have killed Zod, but every movie going after that, he's not going to kill anybody. Because at that point, he's going to make the decision, I'm not going to kill any further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when he understood the value of life, completely. I don't have that kind of vocabulary, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I did want to go back to your point of if they should stay in animated movies or not. What I appreciate about their animated movies is they don't waste their time on origin stories. 
they don't rehash anything. Um, I actually did just sit down and watch Teen Titans versus Justice League. And while I have my own reservations about it, it was actually done very well. Um, I think in the animated verse, they can play with all the flyy superhero magic because a lot of the stuff they end up doing with pretty much any DC character somehow always involves magic. I swear it just does. Um, and I think that translates to the animated verse very, very well where it doesn't on the big screen. So maybe that's what the problem is. Yeah. Is that the, the, just the DC, ser the, the heroes and villains, they just don't translate to live action. And because we can go all the way back to the original uh, Superman with, with, Reeves, yeah. Christopher Reeves, and Zod. Well, Zod, Zod worked in that, but um, you know, did it? Did it really? I don't know. Well, you know, I think. Well, let's be honest. There's one thing that sold Superman in the Christopher Reeve era over all things, and that was Christopher Reeve. There was no doubt in anyone's mind that that was Superman, and maybe that's part of the problem. Is he did such an incredible, iconic job that what else do you think of with that S? I mean, I know it's important to make sure that Bran Routh look, looked the part and that Henry Cavill looked the part, because I know during his audition, when he put on the suit, nobody chuckled and was like, that's cool. And he looks the part. I mean, you've seen how ripped the guy gets for the movies. I mean, it's muscles upon muscles. He looks like Superman. But... He doesn't have the curl. Well, not... He does. <laughs> no, no he does. he does. No, he doesn't. He had it at the end. Of, it, it's at the end of Batman vs. Superman. No, it's not. It's there. There's no... Curl. I even You even leaned over and said... There's the curl. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. That's oh, true. look, I, yeah. I don't think I heard that because... Well... Spoilers. Yeah, and by the way... <laughs> I already told everybody. Probably should, yeah. Yeah, we did. You did say spoiler for yes. Josh. So yeah, that was yeah. for everyone, just in case anybody... Yeah. And the movie's been coming. out for what? A month now? Uh, two? Two months. Three? Yeah, pretty close to... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. It'll be on it's DVD. It'll so. be on DVD. Yeah. Blu-ray or whatever in a, like, you know, six hours or something. Well, that that happens fast anyways now. I mean, for heaven's sakes, it felt like Force Awakens didn't even finish in theaters and then they announced the April Blu-ray date well, for the, it. The part of that was because uh, Canadian Netflix was going to have The Force Awakens come April because the the contract they did with uh, Disney was different than the contract they did with Disney here. Well, That's why you see, don't see Disney on Netflix at all right now. Mm -hmm. um, but in Canada, it's different. And I think that's I think that's honestly why they put the the Blu-ray out so fast because so many people once they announced it, so many people got on the internet and tried to figure out how to change their, their uh, IP, IP to, to a Canadian IP. IP. Yeah. Where where is this magical? No one tells me these things until it's like oh, May. What? Where were you guys months ago when I could have streamed this online in Canada? In I could have gone to Canada for that. Yeah. Well, if anybody had asked me, I may have allegedly been able to show you a website. I still, I still allegedly could show you a website where you can watch certain things. Have, have, are we not Facebook in friends? In theory, yes. In theory. It's all alleged. How, how do you not know my obsession with BB-8 at this point? Come on! Well, I didn't know. But now I know. You broke my heart. I, I'm good at that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's, it's actually... We may actually have to do an entire podcast just on Shay's obsession with BB-8. <laughs> Because of how much BB-8 stuff she actually owns from this is, movie. Is it an obsession with BB-8 or is it an obsession with Bill Hader? I think it's just BB-8. Okay. Yeah. It's the droid because we saw that thing how many times in theaters? At four. I think so, yeah. Five. And every time BB-8 popped up on the screen, there was bouncing in the chair, yeah. squealing. Whee! Okay, okay so yeah. have any of you done that for a DC movie? 
You know, actually, I, I did for Man of Steel. Ew. Simply because of the fact that... Team Batman. It, Team Batman. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> simply because of the fact that it did get... I know a lot of it was another, again, another polarizing DC flick, but it did a lot of things right. And I think um, I think the irony is how many people were upset that Superman Returns didn't have enough action. And then Man of Steel has a ton of action. And then people weren't happy with the action either. So it seems like there is no pleasing, but um, that super fight between Zod and Kal-El was pretty, pretty dang sweet. So for those of you who don't know, who are listening at home, John is the biggest Superman fan I think I've ever experienced. I'm not going to say no. I'm just going to say experienced. <laughs> so Wait, there's a bigger one? No. Who is this? Not that I know of yet. <laughs> I'm sure there is someone out there want, who knows more Superman well, stuff than Well, there you. is that guy, I want to say, the Philippines, who underwent plastic surgery to look like Superman. I would never go that far. I, I just can't. That's a little know. much. That's but an entire life savings. he capes and tights when he goes to bed. Um, they're a onesie, thank you. And they are comfy <laughs> as hell. And the cape detaches so that I don't have a choking accident. Which they didn't <laughs> okay. do when I was a kid. And that's why I couldn't wear them when I was a kid. So, your face. <laughs> So while, while Scotty and I were growing up wishing to be Batman and the Joker, uh, John wanted to be Superman. And wear tights. And wear tights. And his adult dream came true. It's very comfortable. Everything is suited. Josh? I, uh, I, I wanted to be me. Aww. That's pretty tough in that's, my world. That's a good message right there. Is there a super Josh then? Uh, there is El Because Pagans. there should be. Why is this not a comic? Why have you not worked with someone? We know a lot of artist friends. We, we, Why is there not an L? There are a lot of artists out there, even some writers, because I can't do that either. But uh, yeah, maybe the El Hawkes, you know, character will be a book. One I'm going to write that for you. I need an illustrator, Scotty. Yeah, don't look at me. I can't even draw uh, stick figures. Okay, you know what? Tell you what. I don't know. You've drawn some pretty impressive ones over the years. <laughs> Let's not forget stick figure theater back in the day. Oh, you? my goodness. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They were all that, that, that's a whole nother Atomically show, correct or whatever. Yeah. Anonymically. I don't know the word. Anatomically. They had parts, yes. They had the parts. I had enough of them. They had the parts, okay. <laughs> um, you can tell one's a boy, one's a girl. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Me either. Okay, so of all the DC flicks that have been out, animated or live action, what are your guys' favorites? Let's start with the lady. Ah, uh, why do we always put it on me? Right now, you're the lady. right now, I am torn between seeing Batman versus Superman and um, the Dark Knight. One because I really, really enjoyed the dark, psychotic version of Batman that we got because that's the Batman serial I grew up. Serial killer Batman. <sighs> I love serial killer Batman. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's the Batman my dad grew up telling me about and reading me comics and like, yeah, Batman was a really badass guy. And I liked um, The Dark Knight because the Joker was He was Joker. the movie, yeah. He was the movie. That is the most realistic ad- adaptation of the Joker I think I've ever seen because, again, the Joker wasn't Ha ha ha, yep, I didn't kill anybody. No, he was the serial killer Joker. So those two are my top favorites. Was more appreciative of the fact that he wasn't in a vat of chemicals, that he was a legit yeah. fracture human being you know, that made an active choice like that's Bruce Lee. You, you just, never got the origin story of the Joker, so you don't know if yes. this one went through the vat. Exactly. He didn't, though. Yeah. You, don't know. you saw the makeup come off, man. 
you see these scars and yeah, I, I got them oh I mean, no you don't know where you don't know where he came from so, so to you put, don't to put you never, that you last should. question i threw out there on hold for a second why don't we get more villain origin stories we always get the superhero because apparently... I can't even think yeah, of a movie where they show the, the origin story of a well, villain outside of Jack Nicholson's but, Joker. Yeah, but we're going to get one in a Suicide Squad. Well, I just... Out. Yep, there we go. I was just going to say that's kind yeah. of the point of Suicide Squad is that it is all baddies across the way. I don't know how much origin we'll get past maybe Harley and the Joker. But and hopefully we get... Will Smith plays... Yeah, come on. Will Smith yeah, You're going to figure there. out something more about the Joker. I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, everybody's going to have their own little backstory. Okay, so let's put the two the two class questions on hold. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Did anybody knew know who the Suicide Squad was before the trailers came out? Yes. Yes. I did. Sure. Okay, you, you <laughs> and I, Scotty, are, are kind of on the same page because I didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Yeah. And that was one of the greatest movies I've seen in the last five years. Best movie ever. Um, <laughs> I agree. Do not start dancing again. Gotcha. So do you think possibly you then... Dance that Suicide Squad has that same kind of appeal. That's what they're trying for, but one of the things that I'm worried about with the Suicide Squad is after Batman vs. Superman came out, they had to go into reshoots to liven it up a little bit, to add what? that extra levity into the story, because I guess all we all they had to start with was what we saw in the previews. So did, was it because of Batman vs. Superman, or was it because of the success of Deadpool? It was Batman vs. Superman. Okay. Superman. Okay. Because. I remember. I remember the timing being very mm-hmm. close. Well, and of course, and, and I would like to say that the the official line that came out of "Oh, we're just doing it to enhance the film." That was kind of the the, the quick answer that came out when people when people were questioning: Is it is there, are the reshoots for humor and this and that? And I don't. I think it's exactly that. I think the sixty three percent drop in the take from Batman vs Superman immediately red flags that we probably should do some changes. And I think that particular move from the Warner Brothers brass is the same stuff that's hitting Justice League right now and that's what's causing that clash and it probably mm-hmm. is being told to Aquaman probably being told to um or sorry being told to the director of Aquaman and it was probably told to the director of The Flash yeah. and I wonder how far reaching these requests were so do you think they they when they went in to do the enhancements to the movie do you think they removed the guns and put in walkie talkies <laughs> that's for special editions okay. always for special editions and okay. Spielberg wasn't involved with this movie so you know I think we're going to be okay without the walkie talkies well, you never know. Well, I mean, I mean, if they want to update it again, then ET needs to get iPhones, like Shay's doing with her little gun pose right now. And then that makes it very to the times, because then everybody's got the iPhone. ET was traumatizing. That's another pot. Hey, no. that, that's all. Just an idea about the rap for the rest of the show now. Mac and me was traumatizing. I don't know what you're talking about. Independence Day, also traumatizing. We're going to see that. Everybody. Traumatizing. Never, and that's a remake, too. So. I think we need, I think one of the podcasts we do in the future is things that traumatized us as a kid. Yeah, why not? That, that's totally an episode. That sounds yeah. fun. Okay, so kind of going off of that topic, a smidgen. The, the summer movie blockbusters are about to get into full swing here. Outside of Suicide Squad, I don't even know if you guys are looking forward to it. I am. Uh, what other movies besides ID4, the sequel, are you looking forward to? Shay. Ladies first. Uh... Independence Day. Not, not, not Independence Day. Um, no, I... You're looking forward to Captain America I really Civil am, War. but I don't want to see Because <laughs> Bucky will be there, and he will look fantastic, and I saw a picture of him as the Summer Soldier today on Facebook, Winter. and 
Oh, the summer. The yeah, summer I saw summer the same summer. thing. Yeah. Get a Hawaiian shirt on, so I'd be okay. okay. <laughs> For those who aren't aware, she has the biggest crush ever nope. on Sebastian Stan. I don't. And no, actually, I'm, I think I still have the picture. No, you don't. Are you smiling next to him at Salt Lake Comic Con last year? I deleted so it. So we need to post that. We're not gonna. Um, because you will never see a happier smile on anyone's face. No, I'm good. Than Shay standing next to Sebastian Stan. How many times did you meet him again that day? I don't know. It, it was three. I thought know. we were talking about DC. Yeah, but just a side note, you know. There's a lot coming around. Which, so which movie you're looking forward to, Shay? That's the one you're looking yeah, forward to. Yeah, really. It's Civil War. I am so excited. We have our tickets for next Saturday. Um, I know what shirt I'm wearing. Okay. Uh, did you guys pre-order your tickets for Batman vs. Superman? Yes, we did. Yes. Okay. Yes, we did. We were uh, all I was, I was trying to find something there. Trying to find a, <laughs> a string to pull out there. The Alamo Draft House makes moving so easy. Um, Plug and yeah, and Alamo. In case you're listening, really good milkshakes. Love the theater, great milkshakes. Shameless. Saw Aliens this Tuesday there. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Popcorn. it's nice because the reserve seating is huge. But yeah, see it. all the big stuff that we want to see, we book it first for that reason. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, outside of Suicide Squad and Civil War, I can't even tell you what's coming out this year. ID four two. Oh, pets. I'm really excited for Pets that comes out in July. And the that's Secret Life of Pets. The Secret Life of Pets. That's not even It's going to be, it's totally, whoa, whoa, it is going to be a blockbuster because it is cute. Okay, well, I'm talking popcorn, summer uh, blockbuster, like uh, the uh, Expendables 19. <laughs> I, I, I hope they don't make a 19. Oh, I hope they do. I'm still behind. I'm, I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger as a zombie that shoots people. I think that would be awesome. Ah. Sort of what, like Dead Snow meets The Expendables. Exactly. There you go. All right. <laughs> we'll try to sell that side. Wesley Snipes. Well, it has to. Did, yeah. Yes. Well, if he plays Blade again, <laughs> it works great. They need to bring Blade back. Yes, they do. Now, again, we're talking. Yeah, about, speaking we're of talking about ones. Marvel because Marvel seems to be doing it right, and they've been doing it right most of the time. So when I think back between DC live action movies and their animated. A lot of their animated stuff is a lot darker than what you tend to think of. I mean, I've watched like Young Justice on Netflix and Young Justice, Justice League amazing. and Justice Unlimited. Even for a cartoon, those are pretty darn dark. And then once I start, started getting ready for the Batman versus Superman, watching all the Batman animated ones, The Dark Knight Returns, part one and part two, which is the ultimate battle between Batman versus Superman. Oh my god. Why would you make this a cartoon? Why wouldn't you have this live action? Because you're going to have kids watching these things. You bring up a good point because I don't remember the title, but I remember seeing the clip. And it was a recent DC animated flick where Superman straight up kills Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly and that's, that's, that's what it. you're going to find on Netflix is, is that particular piece. So maybe that is DC's problem as a whole is it's just it focuses too much on the darker aspect of anything because I, I do agree with you. I think Marvel will have its dark moments. Winter Soldier had its, it's probably the heaviest of the Marvel movies thus far to me. Yeah. Um, but I'll be damned if I didn't laugh during it mm-hmm. and didn't have some little kitschy moments. I mean, the banter between Redford and Sam Jackson at the end there is just phenomenal. But that is part of what makes Marvel successful is there. They have these little comedy, you know, one liners or yeah. it's just kind of goofy. DC doesn't do that. Like, yeah, exactly. you, you don't laugh at all during Man of Steel. I mean, you kind of do, I guess. Harry yeah. White. Chuckle. Yeah, Harry White. Harry White was the comic relief. Absolutely. A little bit of a chuckle, but, I mean, 
Guardians. Guardians is a funny movie. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Had me movie. in stitches. It was fantastic. It was well-balanced between drama and comedy. And yeah, DC doesn't really have any of that at all. I don't, I think we laughed a bit during Batman versus Superman, but like it was, again, it was a chuckle. It was like, haha, that was funny versus, oh my God, Ant-Man is hilarious. Well, and that's a good point. Cause I mean, there's even, I mean, the last, the finale of The Walking Dead was Fury and Dismal, and there's still moments that you're cracking up thanks to Abraham's one-liners. No, I was crying. So, well, that the last 15 minutes are not in a corner. Are not funny at all. But yeah, that's exactly. If The Walking Dead, a show about the end of the world and corpses that eat people up and find laughs, maybe that is the problem after all. That DC just simply can't find the humor and can't make it relatable in a fun way. Well, but Batman doesn't laugh. Like if Batman laughs, you better run. Right. He's enjoying burden those dudes pretty hardcore. So, but there isn't anything uh, relatable to Ant. I mean, where in your life have you gotten a suit where you could turn into a microscopic thing and run around on the back of an ant? Well, I don't know what you were doing yesterday, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I had a pretty kick-ass day doing just that. That's called shrooms. Are any of them mm. relatable, though? Even yeah, in Marvel. So that's what I'm saying. Relatable. They're not really relatable, but there's something about the, the something universe that they're in that makes you want to keep going back well, to watch it. Every character, when you think back to any movie you've ever loved, doesn't matter what genre, doesn't matter what. Um, what it was about, it's one particular thing. The characters are what sell it. I mean, The Hangover is a movie that, as time goes on, will probably be very well forgotten. But you will think about Alan as the first thing that pops in a lot of people's minds because he was a memorable character. Something about him, be it the lovability of his goofiness or the fact that he, you know, drugs his friends, um, all those things come into play. But there's something about <laughs> Captain America that we find relatable, believe it or not. And there's something about Tony Stark we find relatable. And Marvel has tapped that perfectly. Um, where you can instantly... Well, we're back to Sebastian again. the flow. Oh, there we go. Um, hey, Winter Soldier is very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the metal arm brainwashed and I just want being to pet, halfway German. I just want to pet his hair and tell him it's going to be okay. It's, just, it's, got, it's something. Something vibrant about these characters that instantly you, just, you want to know more about them. You want to be in that universe with them Because out. they have the human flaws we all see in ourselves, whereas what human flaw does Superman have? Oh, man. I'm a super strong alien. But my feelings are hurt. Sad panda. Oh, man. I'm super rich, but my parents are dead, so I'm going to beat up criminals. I mean, legitimately, though, what what draws us to Batman in the comics versus on, on the big screen? In the comics, we see more of his human side. Whereas in, in the films, we just see spoiled rich brat who's sad about dead parents. Well, I think that's why the Nolan Batman works the best. Because of the fact that... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she has a point, though. I mean, look at Adam West. Like, there's nothing relatable about the 1966 Adam Batman outside West. of the hilarity of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's accessible and it's fun and Adam West is awesome. But the Adam Nolan West. Batman is always striving to be more despite his loss. And despite his pain... He has to be working towards something better. And I think maybe that's what makes that particular Batman so relatable and or at least just awesome to watch because he really is trying to make a little better place. It, that seems to be the, the big question here. It's just that I don't, I, I may, me personally, I don't think DC can make a good live action flick. And I don't know if it's the characters or the story, but I just, I'm not sold on it. I think it's a combination between the two, since we've already pretty much hit the hit the nail on the head here that none of the heroes are identifiable for us. DC has one thing over Marvel, and that's their villains. 
that's what you're going to the movie theater to see. Because when you talk about The Dark Knight, you have the Joker. You talk about Batman, or um, not Batman anymore, Superman. You have General Zod. You've got... Yeah, let's skip over Lex, because <clears throat> I don't think that guy I don't... is Lex. You know, <laughs> since you haven't seen it, it was probably the most psychotic Lex Luthor to be on screen yet. Because while Gene Hackman did a solid job, and while Kevin Spacey did a great Gene Hackman impersonation, um, <laughs> that Luthor was, I mean, he had big dreams in his plan. Yes, would have done a lot of genocide piece, but there's a certain lethalness to this Luthor that was not um, present in Hackman's performance at all. Which I actually appreciated myself, so... Mm-hmm. I'm on the fence. I'm kind of with Josh on this one. While he was psycho enough, I still don't see him as Luther. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see uh, the Justice or uh, Superman. What was the cartoon? Superman cartoon. Justice. Or, no, no, no. Super Friends. No. Oh. Like '90s Superman. Superman Adventures. Oh, uh, the animated series. The animated yeah, series. Yeah, with Tim Daly. That's right. I would like that Lex to be on a live action. Yeah. Okay. No, that's a good point. That was a pretty. Because the Lex on that cartoon, he was ruthless. He was awesome. Well, I mean, and that perhaps was DC's shining moment was Superman the Animated Series and Batman the Animated Series. I mean, there is still that great debate of that's a whole other topic for its own day of which Joker was the better Joker. So. Right, but I mean, like you were saying, the, uh, the Nolan Batman movies were great. I don't know about that third one so much, but they were pretty good. Fair. Uh, well, Dark Knight Rises takes you by surprise because of the fact that it is the most comic book film in a universe where there is no comic feel. That was not Bane. I'm sorry. That yeah. was not Bane. I'm, I'm, I'm How do you not like Bane out of that Bane? movie? That was not Bane. That, that Bane was not the Bane here. we grew up with. That was not the Bane we read about. That was not Bane. Yeah, but the Batman and Robin Bane's pretty he dismal. It was closer that that Bane was closer to the animated series. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the sense of he had the the pack of, of Nickelodeon um, slime that would go into his, his veins. And... Yeah, that was just... It was yeah. silly. <laughs> but again, again, that DC, they kind of yep. failed on that. They know. did get one thing right in Batman versus Superman, and I really like this new incarnation that they're doing with Alfred, even in Gotham, of Alfred being more involved and more snarky and more... Surly, I really did like that. I, I don't know which Batman story it is because let's be fair, I'm not really a big comic book reader. But there, I know there is a story where Alfred is like ex SAS mm-hmm. and teaches little Bruce how to how to kick ass. Actually, that's pretty much Gotham right now. Yeah, yeah. Because then that particular, oddly enough, Doctor Who related iteration of Alfred is, uh, yeah, he's a badass. He really is. <laughs> I think you have to pay for that music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't have lights right from BBC on that one, so I'll just delete that. It was part. like ten seconds; it didn't happen. All right, now we're going to go around the room and tell everybody where you can be found on the social medias that you would like to share. Oh, wow, we're going to do that. Okay, yeah, you should. Okay. Um, well, I mean, obviously, since you're listening to us, if you go to the author page, we will actually have a lot of that there. But for the sake of the radio piece, and since you're right in front of your machine, um, you can find me at, at John E. Betancourt, so at J-O-H-N-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-O-U-R-T. It's a doozy. It's Betancourt, It's a doozy. That's um, how you spell it. You'll find it. Yeah, it's easy to misspell. That's why we got to do the whole from <laughs> beginning to end, because it's a big one. Um, that's where you find me on Twitter, and that's 
not as active as I should be, so that's my bad. But you'll well, find you me will be soon, sir. Yeah, I will be. Soon. I'll be a good player. <laughs> hey, where can the people find you? You can find me at Sora Lost Soul, and uh, that's incoincidentally at, at Gmail. You can email me, and I'll probably respond to you because I'm really bad at the Twittering thing, too. But you will be better at it but as well. I will be better at it as well. But you're giving your, your email out there, which is quite noble. Yeah. Uh, Scotty. Uh, let's see. On the Twitterverse, mine is... What is it? It's at Scotty Shortness. You, you did get that correct. Good, I, I think good. that's right. You got it right. That is it. <laughs> that is correct. That, say, I yes. occasionally tweet about horror movies on there. And, and so, gnomes. And No, actually, I don't do a lot of gnomes talk on there. Well, you should start. Well, I will start. Actually, yeah. You should. Yeah, that's I need to get my gnomezilla stuff going. Because the Facebook yes. people of, of your world can't just have the gnomes <laughs> for themselves. Are you sure? I know. You know. No, he makes a good point. Your love of gnomes is legendary, and it needs to be out there. Yeah. Almost like my love of other things. As mm, in figures. Well, you can find me at 303 underscore on the Twitters. You can also find me at the Points of Interest Podcast Network at pointsofinterestpodcast.com. And I will be around here for at least one or two more episodes, so you'll get to hear my awesome tones as I lead this awesome group of geeks into a new era of names and podcasts. Uh, until next time, this is the Geek Alert. I am Josh, speaking for everybody else here at the Girls of Geek, and we are out of here.